Oh. <clears throat> oh, we're recording? Yeah, I figure what the hell. All right, let's just wing it. Let's hey, everybody. This is uh, episode whatever. Episode 43. 43, Christmas Extravaganza, featuring yours truly and Tony. And me. Uh, just the two of us. Everyone everybody else. else is already in the holly jolly spirit and they're doing stuff. Yeah, they had stuff to do, and we wouldn't. We didn't want to have you guys not have an episode. Who knows? For all we know, maybe the three the, the three of you guys will decide to do an episode forty four this week. You know, right. if, if you really want. Uh, but I won't be in it because I have my nine to five to attend to. I'm really trying to put together some video for the Dead Rising Four thing, so that'll probably be what I do for the rest of the week. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Good question. Uh, well, still a lot of uh, Super Mario Maker on 3DS. Mm-hmm. I am at World 14, I think. There's 18 worlds in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have, I want to say, just spitballing like six or eight stages, and some of them have more. Um, I really like it. Uh, if I were to give it a score for me... I would give it like a seven um, because while I love and I've, I've messed around creating on it and while I love being able to create create levels on the train and uh, the levels that hundred levels that are there are really good and really challenging mm-hmm. um, not being like make, having that I made a level and that I can't send you a link to it or share it with you online sucks yeah I feel like um because it's called Super Mario Maker, and the whole like the core of that game is sharing, mm-hmm. and you know taking advantage of that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with you on that score. It's you know it, Mario Maker was super important when it came out, and the next logical step for it is on handheld, and that's great. But the the lack of the lack of sharing options in that is just it kills so much of why that game is special at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is a uh, bummer. Cause it's such like, I'm, I'm afraid like, you know, the, the 3ds install base obviously is a lot bigger than the Wii U's. I'm oh, afraid yeah. that I'm afraid that people's who never got their hands on the Wii U version, their first experience with super Mario maker is going to be like tainted or something because they didn't get to play that, that full cool version that we got to play. Yeah. Which is I kind feel, of a bummer. I feel like it's going to come to Switch. Mm-hmm. For sure. But And that's not to say I'm not having a good time with it. <clears throat> uh, I'm having fun with what I'm playing. And uh, I, I do, like you said, I really like the levels that they included. I feel like those levels are really good crash course in the, the mechanics of Mario and what you can do with the objects that they give you to kind of yep. encourage you to, to create your own stuff. And to think out of the box, contrary exactly. to what all of the, you know, design has philosophy philosophy has been since the original. But at the same time, one of the best parts of the Wii U version is seeing what kind of really cool other creations people have made and kind of following those creators that you like. And now mm-hmm. that's currently, you know, I, I say current because I hope it changes, but that's currently absent. Yeah, I, I really hope they update that and add mm-hmm. that in because that's... It's it's a big miss mm-hmm. uh, for an otherwise nearly perfect game, in my opinion. And I yeah. know you 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 know love it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but being if we could just have that full experience and it's so close to being that full experience in your pocket with you all the time yeah uh it, for me, it would almost trump the original. Almost. I mean, the HD visuals are gorgeous on the TV, but that is, that is another thing I'll say. Like it, uh, not so much in the Super Mario World or three or one, but when you play in the aesthetic of the new Super Mario Bros, it's like noticeably oh yeah downscaled, which makes yeah. sense. But I mean, it's it's one of those two and a half D games where they you know they kind of use three D polygons. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the Super Mario World one is my favorite to play in. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. Oh, I do. Uh, one quick thing about that. I do like, and I don't remember this being in the Wii U version, but you could correct me if I'm wrong. I do like the metal system. So each level has two metal, uh, each of the Nintendo levels has two medals you can get. And in order to get a medal, you have to create, uh, complete a certain achievement. Mm-hmm. That is not in the Wii U version. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I hope that in the next Super Mario Maker, because let's be honest, you know, we're going to get an, another one. Um, you think it would come to Switch? I, I don't. I, do, I don't I, know that mm, they could pull it off because, I mean, with the Switch, you're ideally, it's a single screen experience in two places, not a two screen experience like the Wii U oh, and the DS, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, never mind. I don't know how they would be able to, tra- I, I'm sure they could pull mm. it off, but also at the same time, if you have it plugged into the dock, you know, I, I feel like Super Mario Maker is of a time and place and that time and place is where Nintendo's hardware is right now. I don't know I th- that they could recreate I think, it. I think what they would do is just have an on-screen button maybe where you just push it and then boom, you're playing the mm-hmm. level. It pops up your palette or something. Well, no, like the palette, everything will be there and take up the whole screen. And then you push a button that says like test mm-hmm. and then it takes you instantly to the level. I can see that. Um, maybe, I don't know. But you were saying about the medals. Yeah. Um, so each level has two medals you can unlock. Yes. Um, and to unlock them, you have to complete uh, certain things, um, like go through the level and get uh, uh, go through a, go through a door with a lock. You know, different things like that. And I think that's really clever. Um, if they do make a sequel somehow, I would love to have that ability in there for creators. Some of those medals, though. Oh, are ridiculous! Are infuriate, yeah. like the some of the ones that are like, hold right and don't let go until the end of the level. But then the whole level is just jumping off cannonballs and stuff, and yeah. uh, it's it's nuts at times. But I'm gonna tell you, it makes me go hard for those medals. I show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've been playing uh, Last Guardian. Have you finished over two? that? No, I haven't finished. I haven't no. got to play enough of it. Um, I just started a game on PSVR today called I Expect You to Die. Uh, and interestingly enough about that, the credits in the beginning are happening all around you and you're like, uh, like there's pendulums swinging and stuff in front of you. You're kind of going towards them and there's a whole theme song and it's very much like James Bond-esque because you're a spy. This is, um, a PSVR game? Yeah. And, uh. I have to say, the credit is better. The credits on that game are better than some of the actual game games I've played. These screenshots, I've never even heard of this, but these screenshots look super dope. Yeah, uh, it's got a really cool art style to it. Um, it just came out last this past Tuesday. Um, they did not have any review copies, but I just bought it because uh, it looks like a lot of fun. And so, so far it, it has been. Is it like a first person vr action game or is like a so, puzzler so it's it's a puzzler so it's a first person game uh and it's similar to um 
job simulator in that you're pretty much stationary. You can stand up and stuff, but you don't have to move around. Gotcha. And there is stuff in the environment you can interact with with your hands, and you have a, a little rectangle that'll turn blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, indicator mm-hmm. and your character has telekinesis so you can actually pick something up from across the room and bring it over to you mm-hmm. which is kind of their way of getting you know past people getting sick as far as having to move around and stuff which i thought was pretty clever mm-hmm. uh, but it's pretty much a puzzle game uh and interacting with the environments and trying to beat a mission without dying and mm-hmm. there are numerous ways within the mission that you can die uh, a lot of ways. So it's kind of, you kind of go through by trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing's clever. Uh, the artwork is cool. Um, yeah, I really like it so far. It's a, it's a really good, it, it, it's a really good, um, showpiece for VR, not as far as like visuals are concerned, cause that would go to Robinson the journey. Uh, but this game has better gameplay than that. So that's why it would actually be a better showpiece. Um, because is this PES VR exclusive, or can I find it elsewhere on headsets? That is a good question. I will fact check and let you know a little bit later. Okay. Um, I just know it came out on PSVR. I remember seeing a trailer, and I was like, oh, what's this? Mm. And then I picked it up. Um, but it's cool because just like Job Simulator, it's very relatable in that you're a human, and you're just working around, messing around with everyday stuff. So it uh, it has that level of immersion. Um so yeah, it's a good game. Um, other than that, I've been messing around quite a bit with Super Mario Run, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, and I actually quick signed into the uh, App Store on my wife's phone because since it's an app purchase, you can't use family sharing. So you have to sign out of that person's account. So I signed uh... out. Of, so this is what you do. I signed out of her account, right? Um, she already downloaded the game. I signed out of her account. I signed into mine. Hit to purchase the game, yeah. it says it's going to charge you, and then it'll say buy for nine ninety nine. You say buy, and then a pop up comes up, you know, that says you've already purchased this. Download it again for free. I downloaded it, and then I signed myself out and signed her back in, and that's how you get around it. I can't wait for you to wake up next week and have an email that's like, "Nice try, asshole." Nine ninety nine, charged. Yeah, I mean it's whatever. She wouldn't use it anyway, but uh, she's been playing a little bit here and there. Um, she actually did pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much what I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, still some Last Guardian action. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? Well, I uh, started the week still playing some Dead Rising Four. Um, still working on finishing that. It's still real good. Um, really, really enjoying my time with it, um, despite its shortcomings as a Dead Rising game. Um, I have been. I, I wish that I had been doing more overwatching because of the winter event, but I have uh, had to travel over the weekend uh, since like Thursday, Friday um, for work. So I haven't been able to play as much home stuff as I wanted. So overwatch was out. And can, I, can, I, can I interrupt you quick? Mm-hmm. So I forgot because last podcast I still had not played, I don't think. And Danny got me, I don't remember if we talked, if it was last episode or not, but Danny got me into overwatch. Uh, so I really love, um, Diva mm. and I think her name is Farrah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the chick with the rocket rockets. Yep. Yeah. Those are my two favorites so far. 
Farrah far. is really cool now. I love those two characters. Farrah went through this period where, like, she started off super OP, and they nerfed her super hard, so yeah. she kind of sucked. But then they gave her, like, basically infinite flight, so she's really good again. Oh, I love them. I love both of them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you guys were right. But I, I still hold firm for me in that, for me, it would not have been worth the $60. Uh, mm-hmm. What I paid for it was, you know, next to nothing. I would have paid, you know, thirty, forty for it and been happy. What um, for me? Have you been playing with Danny or basically by yourself? No, Danny. I played uh, almost all day with Danny. The when I got really hooked into it, uh, her gotcha. and I played for a good couple hours. She's the day. Uh, she's so good with Sombra. It's ridiculous. oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun. Uh, she mm-hmm. played. I forget who she played, but she was a healer for quite a bit. She just kept healing me, and I would just mm-hmm. destroy people. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You guys were right, mm-hmm. um, as everyone else in the world knows. So, I just but yeah, say that. so I uh, I traveled this weekend, and then I'm going to be traveling again next weekend for Christmas. So I'm basically going to miss almost all of the winter event. I'm going to try and between this and and the video stuff that I'm trying to do, I'm going to try and grind out some some loot boxes and get at least one of the good skins that I want. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing that, playing a little bit of 3DS Mario Maker still. Um, and still I was, uh, so I, when I was on the train, uh, I didn't bring my 3DS on accident cause I'm a dummy. So <laughs> I, uh, I went super hard on bully for iOS when I uh, was on the train and that version is pretty darn good, man. Yeah. Um, it has some issues with the I mean, touchscreen controls, mainly sometimes aiming is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's sometimes these weird missions where, like, you know, you have to escort someone, uh, one of the, you know, nerds on campus or one of the cheerleader girls. You have to hold her hand and walk her back to the girl's dorm. Problem is, is that you're supposed to walk slow, but the joystick on the the touchscreen controls Mm. sometimes doesn't want to recognize that you're going slow. So you spend way more time than necessary, you know, just running back and forth, trying to get them to follow you because they'll just start running on accident. Yeah. Um, But that's really the only problem that I have with that game. Other than that, it's totally worth the seven bucks. If you, if you need something to play on the train that you can actually play offline. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, some super Mario run uh, pretty incessantly since, after that me too um all right do you want to go over some of the news for the week yeah bro yeah we had uh, quite a few things happen i was actually excited i you know as i collect stuff through the recap i don't know what you guys see versus what i see but uh every now and then i find some stuff that i want to share with all of you and then i'm like no i want to hold it back so i can get some reactions um but anyway so um as you guys know um i love dinosaurs uh and vr um, and while I do love my PlayStation VR, unfortunately, I was not the biggest fan of Robinson the Journey. Uh, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, it just wasn't everything I wanted. However, Studio Wildcard and Peacock Studios. So Studio Wildcard is a studio who uh, makes Ark Survival Evolved, which is a really tough but really fun and gorgeous survival game with dinosaurs. They announced a new game uh, exclusively for PSVR called Ark Park. And what it lets you do is pretty much think Jurassic Park, but in VR. So it's neat because it talks with the um, base Ark game. So any in Ark, 
you're dropped in this island and you can you, you know you have to survive and then you can tame dinosaurs so you kind of knock them unconscious tame them and then they're yours and you can ride them and have them battle with you and kind of have your own little dino army um, which is pretty rad but in Ark Park any dinosaurs that you have tamed in the original version of Ark show up and um, it just looks like a lot of fun it's basically mm-hmm. just it's just Jurassic Park with dinosaurs uh, well, Jurassic Park and dinosaurs in VR. So I'm stoked for that. Uh, I linked the trailer in the recap. And um, oh, it also lets you take photographs of dinosaurs, kind of like Pokemon Snap. So that could be cool. That's cool. Uh, for those of you who don't have a PS4, um, you can get the regular PS4 starting December 11th through December 24th with Uncharted 4 for 249 You can also pre-order. Is that the Slim? Yeah, the Slim, yes. Nice. Uh, you can pre-order Shenmue 3. Uh, it is soon. It is just Wait, soon. There, it is they're just... already taking pre-orders for that game? That's yeah. got to be at least three, four years out from being done. Uh, well, they want to show new gameplay next year, and their target? Guess what their target release date? What's De- that? December 2017. No. I don't buy it. No, never. Not, no. They I just started doing that crowdfunding stuff last year. I know. No I way. know. I don't see how they could do it. it yeah. Even though they're using it, you know. That game is all about like engine. weird, intricate details and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not. And the way everything interconnects, I just yeah. don't see how they could do it. No but way. That's their target. No way. Uh, for those of you who care, uh, basically Alex, uh, the division is going to look sharper <laughs> and prettier if you're playing on <laughs> PS4 Pro. Uh, and then, uh, as a little dig, I put in perhaps more surprising is that you're still playing. But a pretty turd is still. A turd. Yeah, Alex. Alex. Mr. Hanky may look good as the Christmas poo in HD, but he's still poo. Okay? God. Uh, I don't have a lot of Xbox news, but Dolby Atomus, I guess that's Mm -hmm. how you say that? Atomus? Is coming to Xbox One and Windows PC. Supposedly, it makes your games sound a lot better. I guess. I don't know. I think my games sound good enough to me right now. So the X- I know Xbox dropped an update while I was gone that is supposed to boost your download speeds by a like, stupid amount. Yeah, like, so that was actually my next thing. Uh, so if you have a hundred, if your internet speed's 100 megabits per second or faster, A, you're lucky, and B, it can, uh, you may see speed boosts after this latest Xbox One update up to 80% faster. Oh, is that is that the... That's, yeah. that's the okay. Never mind. That's now, not if, affect me. If, I, well, I don't hold have, on, hold I have on. good internet, but not that good. Well, hold on. So if you're like the rest of us in America, and you have speeds that are below 100 megabits a second, like 50, 40, whatever, you may see speed boosts uh, an additional 40 percent. Okay. So that's not still bad. Pretty good. Still pretty good. It's not like it's 10 or 20. So 40 is still not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's your move, Sony, because PSN, your CDN you use sucks. It is yeah. slow. Fix yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um, oh, to celebrate the first year of Xbox One compatible titles, Microsoft is giving Xbox Gold subscribers Lost Odyssey for free until December 31st. Mm. So it's free. Uh, if you want it, snag it. Okay. Yeah. Meh. Some okay. Nintendo news. There's quite a bit of Nintendo news. Oh, uh, uh, oh Xbox oh, news. Oh, oh. If, you, if you listen to this, um, go download... If you have a gold subscription, go download Burnout Paradise because it's free right now and it's one of the best racing games ever made. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I need mm-hmm. to download that. Thank yeah. you. I love that game. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Outlast is free for the actual Xbox One game. I'm too much of a chicken shit. I had Outlast for free on PS4, and I played like a half hour, and I was like, nope. It's real good. Yeah. I'd rather get scared with Resident Evil 7 in VR. Uh, I remember but Outlast is creepy Burnout, Burnout Paradise has those really cool DLCs oh. that are like, they're like mimicking famous cars, like mm-hmm. the DeLorean and mm-hmm. the Echo One and stuff like that. And Yeah. That was a really good game. I love that game so oh, much. Me too. Me I, bought, too. I bought that game for Christmas presents, like even up to like last year for people. Yeah. So good. Anyways, continue it's on really with good. Nintendo news. Nintendo news. Uh, Let's see here. I have Nintendo news. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, it's not exactly exclusively Nintendo news, but um, Platonic decided that Ukulele isn't going to come out on the Wii U version uh, anymore. So yep. thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been following it because I've been gone, but have they said anything about their plan for for backers of the Wii U version? So uh, the only thing they said at the moment as of writing uh, that I put in the recap is that if you backed it exclusively for Wii U, you will be able to move your pledge over for free to a different platform like Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. which they plan on bringing it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if you don't plan on getting it for PC or any other platform like PS4 or Xbox One or Switch, uh, I guess at that point you could get a refund. But don't quote me on that because they didn't say that. So bogus. But I, I don't expect them to say that. You know? They spent so much time talking about how their their dream for ukulele was, was built around Nintendo and the Wii U version was like the home for it. And now all of a sudden it can't come out on the Wii U because of technical issues. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm gonna Something ex- is sketchy about that. Well, I'm going to go over this in the recap because there's... And like I think two other games that are jumping to Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which I was going to get on PS4, but I'm going to pick up on Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so while most of us, you, me, Danny, and maybe Will, uh, and a lot of other people are anticipating the Nintendo Switch, which will be Nintendo's eighth home console, uh, there's a new game coming out to Super Nintendo. A game called Unholy Night, The Darkness Hunter, which is set for February 2017. On uh, original SNES carts, which is really? pretty cool. That yeah, cool. crazy. Uh, Nintendo Universal announced Super Nintendo World, which is coming to Universal Studios Japan first in the year 2020. Uh, they showed some concept art. Looks uh, pretty cool. I hope that it's all just Super Nintendo games. It looked. I mean, you look at the concept art. It looks like it's going to be styled after Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Because uh, like, let's let's face it. That's their. That's their bread and butter ip that everyone's gonna look at and go oh yeah like if they made if they made you know a section that was high rule people would be like what is this lord of the Rings shit you know <laughs> i mean i don't know i think there'll be some zelda stuff and everything because zelda zelda has a huge draw yeah. not as much as mario but no, it's sure. it's still significant for sure for sure uh um, nothing's nothing's gonna get people hyped up for this new set of the park like like mario would yeah, yeah. <clears throat> absolutely not it's true um, another indie title that won't be making its way to EU but will instead be switching to Switch is Clive and Wrench, uh, which I did not hear of. Clive and Wrench? Yeah, it's a old, it's a platformer, uh, 3D platformer style game. Almost pardon, looks my, like a, pardon my keyboard clicks. Because he doesn't have a phone to type on, folks. I do. It's just over there. Clive and Wrench. Wow. That is some... Actually, it looks kind of pretty. Right? 
that looks way prettier than I was. I opened this up being like, this is some Bubsy 3D looking shit. But then I saw it and that looks, I can understand why that wouldn't come out on Wii U. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably, you know, depending on what the kind of the gameplay and stuff is, I'll probably pick that up. So that's a game that uh, I will now get on the Switch. <gasps> oh my God. Sorry. I just noticed because I'm on Steam right now that uh, Astroneer is in alpha. Uh, oh, I got to. Okay. I'm not going to download it right now because that'll mess up with my audio. Probably. So, probably. With, but oh my yeah, God. I'm Steam, so excited Steam will, right now. Steam will kill all your bandwidth. So here's another thing that I figured. Would Do you know you- what Astroneer is? No, not yet. Hold on. So here's another thing that will get you pretty pumped, I figured, uh, which you already knew about. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is getting a limited vinyl release. Mm-hmm. You can place your pre-order on I Am 8-Bit for 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks gorgeous, The both the vinyl and the artwork. And it's uh, it's like a Russian Orchest- orchestrated yeah. version. Yeah. So don't buy it if you support communism, I guess. Yeah. You know what else is gorgeous other than you, me, Danny, and Will? Alex? He's all right. He's uh, he's like Ashton Kutcher, so yeah, he's pretty hot, I guess. He's like the, Jesus. Jesus and Ashton Kutcher mashed together, like Jesus, Ashton Kutcher. Anyways, the upcoming Switch exclusive, Seasons of Heaven, released a jaw-dropping teaser trailer. Oh, if that you was have, pretty. If you have not seen it, oh my! I don't know what the game's about. It's based on a book, but oh really? yeah, oh my god! I linked the trailer. In the recap, it looks gorgeous as fuck. Like, uh, very pretty. My concern with it is it looks a little too similar to Breath of the Wild from what, as far as like the, you know, long sprawling planes and stuff like that. I'm afraid that people will just be like, "Oh, I can why experience this when I can experience Zelda and it's the same thing." But like I look I look at it and think it looks freaking amazing but it's so gorgeous, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think know. that I to... think they need to do another hopefully the next trailer does a little more to distinguish what it is. I I think from what I read uh, in the January 13th event we're going to hear a lot more about it. So hopefully we'll get some gameplay because it's a teaser. Um, Select. Speaking of the Nintendo event, select My Nintendo members are receiving special exclusive invitations sent to them via email. Yeah, I did not not get one either. Um, Because you will be able to go on hands-on with the Nintendo Switch. Um, I have the dates and locations listed in the recap, but just to give you a quick rundown, uh, the locations include New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, L.A., and San Francisco. Um, hmm. And all the dates are in there. Uh, I don't think any of us have received anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully we hear back from our contact so we can get to that event because that would be sweet. It will also be at PAX East for those of you who will be there, except with PAX East you'll have insane lines. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo has sold 196,000 NES Classic Editions to consumers in America since launch. They sold about 266,000 Super Famicom Classics in like the first week or two in Japan. So while those sales numbers for NES Classic are kind of big, I feel like they would be significantly bigger if people could actually get their goddamn hands on them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause you have one. What do you, what do you think of it overall? If you had to give it a, a rating for one at a time, what would you say? My notes a loaded you, question. What would you give it? I don't know. I don't have one. 
You have one waiting for me. <laughs> um, but I don't have one. I dude, I would give it like a solid nine. The really? only complaint that I have is the the cord length. See, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I, I feel but like, at the same time, that's not even an issue for me because I've literally just been playing it through my capture card on my computer, so it hasn't been a single problem. So, I, as far as as far as that goes, you know, to me, it's like a, a perfect a perfect console. Yeah. Um, the games, you know, not all of them. It can't all be winners, but the for the most part, they're they're super good on there. They they run great. Um, the the addition of save states and most of you know some stuff like Metroid and Zelda is extremely welcome. Um, it, for for sixty dollars, you could do so much worse. Oh yeah, you can and, get one of those knockoff systems that runs yeah. everything horribly. Yeah, I think that it's I think it's a, a nice little treasure, a little gem. Uh, if you, if you come across one that isn't, you know, marked up $200 by douchey scalpers, mm-hmm. I, I think you would be remiss if you don't pick it up because it's, it's super cool just to, to dick around with, um, and yeah. just a nice stroll down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I've got a little bit of industry news. If you, if you haven't seen or heard, we have a couple videos covering it. Maybe oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I, you know, it's funny. When you were talking, I had that in my head to say, and then I completely <laughs> forgot. Yes, Tristan did an excellent uh, review. He goes over the – not a review, but he goes over it's the interface. Kind of a hands-on. Oops. Yeah, hands- not on silent. That's all right. He has a hands-on uh, video, and then he also has another one where he dives into some games, shows you the interface and everything, and it was really well done. So you should watch those because Tristan does really good work, as do, does everyone else. So uh, I just do better work. Yeah, okay. Uh, so previously announced as a PS4 exclusive, upcoming indie title Rhyme, which is a game that I was looking forward to, uh, has been rated for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. No news of a release date as of writing. That was a game that I was going to pick up on PS4, but now it's made it to my Switch list. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably like it. It's got a visual style, kind of like, um, kind of similar to Journey and, and and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. You uh, say Journey, I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the gameplay is going to be like that, but huh. uh, Oculus CEO Brendan Irib has stepped down from his role and will now head up its P- PC VR group within the company. He's working with Facebook to find a new CEO to take over. Hmm. So. I don't. I was excited to tell you about this. I don't know if you knew about this. Castle Crashers dev The Behemoth is bringing their newest title, Pit People, to Xbox One preview in Steam Early Access, January thirteenth, twenty seventeen. That game looks cool. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it looks like a. It looks like a weird, um, new strategy like, Settlers of Catan type thing. Uh, it's like all hexagonal uh, board and, and you turn base placement and it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't ever been disappointed by a behemoth game really. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, no, they're, they're good. Uh, the other next bit of news is Overwatch dropped a huge patch, adding some holiday cheer among other things. Yeah. I have a link to the full patch notes. Uh, have you Have you played any of the... Winter the, stuff. Like the snowball and stuff. Yeah. What do you stuff? think of that snowball? I know you don't I, have you just started I, playing, so you don't really have a frame of reference, but I didn't get to play you? I didn't get to play that yet. It sounds okay. cool though. I think You thought it was boring and repetitive, I, right? 
it's not repetitive. I mean, the whole game is repetitive, but yeah. it's just not as good as the Halloween one. That okay. was so much fun, and this is just kind of, eh. yeah. I get the point. Like it's jolly and and cool, and that's cool, but I don't know. Literally cool because it's snowy. Uh, site Brazzers is now offering Let's Plays featuring famous porn stars. So I have nothing else to say about that. Which ones? Uh, big titted ones. You don't have... That is not the only prerequisite to being a porn star. You can... You can... Non-gag reflex ones. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. Anyway, uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, Dishonored 2 is gearing up for its first of two big free updates. Update 1 includes New Game Plus mode, which allows players to mix Corvo and Emily's powers between each other. And it will release December 19th, which is tomorrow. So mm -hmm. uh, if Danny and Will were here, they were like, oh, wow, oh, my God, oh, that sounds so sweet. And then Will would talk about it for 20 minutes, and Danny would be like, oh, that's so cool. So we'll just skip over that. But you can just, if you want, you can pause it and just think about Will talking about it for 20 minutes. And when you unpause it, we're going to continue on. So go ahead and pause it right now. And we're back. So uh, season, <laughs> <laughs> season three of Telltale's The Walking Dead is going to skip a PS3 and Xbox 360. That's not. Skip existence? Uh, ouch. Um, anyway, for those of you who like the series who have not gotten a current-gen system, fear not, because if you do buy a current-gen system, you will be able to sign up for a free Telltale account and actually upload your old game save, and Telltale will do their magic behind the scenes, convert it, it and you can download it to your new hardware. It's going to come to mobile, though, right? Don't those all come to I'm mobile? sure it will, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying people uh, I mean, you'll, play you'll still have consoles. a way... Yeah, you'll still have a way to play it. Somehow. Yeah, but I'm saying for people who have played it on Xbox 360 and PS3 who want to carry their decisions over and get a new Xbox and PS4, they could do that. There's, huh. there's a way to do that. Huh. So, yeah. The Pokemon Company dropped a trailer for a new movie based on everyone's favorite pocket monsters. It's called Pokemon I Choose You, and it will release in July yeah, it looks like it could be. A, it looks like it could be a reboot of like the first series, which would be really cool to see. In Japan, um, go Japan. Yeah, um, I'm assuming it'll be making its way here. I'm, you know, I don't see it. Always, it, it always, it takes, always does. It'll just take takes time. longer to translate. Localization and, jump, so. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is gaining microtransactions for cosmetic items with like, like gun skins, which no one cares about. But one thing that is cool is now you'll be able to play as a female soldiers. Really? So, yeah, that was kind of neat. That was well, why I added it, because I thought that was pretty admirable. That's cool. I give them props, you know, because Ubisoft said that it couldn't be done, and Call of Duty did it. So, mic drop. Uh, the only rumors I have are two, one of them pertaining to ukulele. Uh, it may be releasing in April, as it was listed on the Xbox Store page with a release date of April 11th. Well, and that there would was, line up with the launch of Switch pretty... It would. Uh, yeah. And there was also a Brazilian retailer listing an April 7th date. Um, so, yeah, it may see an April release. We don't we don't know for sure, but that'd be Thanks, cool. Thanks, Brazil, for leaking that. Thank you, Brazil. And Xbox store page. Thank you. Uh, and a new Nintendo patent shows off what appears to be the Switch sliding into a head-mounted 
a head mount for VR purposes. The switch? Yep. As a head. The that screen, thing the is sc- the screen itself. Yeah. There, there, there is a patent for it. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would be curious to see how they pull that off because that thing is, it seems too big to, to fit comfortably on your face and not bother you. Well, here's the thing. So the switch screen is, let's just say, what do you think it is? Like six inches. Yeah, probably. So the screen in the PSVR unit is 5.8 inches. So... Really? Yes. So that's why I'm thinking, depending on how they have you know, the head-mounted display, hmm. if they, they kind of use similar technology to the way Sony does it, because Sony only has one screen, hmm. um, hell, it could work. You know? Yeah, but you also have you know, the, the big bezel around the switch that you would have to take into account. And I don't know. I, just, I, would be, I mean, I guess after seeing it on The Tonight Show, it doesn't really look exceptionally heavy anyway. So no, maybe. I think it could be yeah, that could be. I could and, see it. and especially if they use the engineering techniques the way Sony did it, where it, it, dis, you know, uh, it evenly distributes the weight. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it couldn't possibly do any worse than their last VR game system. Virtual uh, boy. Alright, RIP. Yeah, uh, so that was everything. So yeah. that's the podcast, guys. Wait, that's the podcast? We're not no. going to talk about Super Mario Run? I'm just kidding! Okay. Bam. Let's talk about Super Mario Run. That's a topic of show. Yeah. So, uh, let me start off with the fact that as of right now, when we're doing this podcast, there are almost 52,000 reviews of this game on iOS. There are 51,968. Do you know what the average is? Guess. Guess what you think the average would be. Average what? No. The average rating out of five stars. Have you seen it? 2.5? Oh, the average rating for Super Mario Run? Yeah. Uh, four? Nope. 2.5 stars. You're right. 2.5 stars. I was on, on fleek. Yeah, you were. Uh, the majority of them are one star. Uh, and combing through the um, combing through the reviews that people mm. are writing, a lot of them, the biggest complaints are this game's not worth ten dollars. Mm. Um, it's not a true Mario game, which, duh, mm. no shit. Um, and what I would assume, uh, some of them are you know talking about the lack of online, you know, the online always requirement. So mm. you can't play it on the subway and stuff like mm. that. Um, I was surprised. I honestly didn't think it would be two and a half stars. I thought maybe it would be three, which isn't that much different. Um, three, three and a half. Um, but I I think it's worth $10. I think it's worth $10, yeah. Um, now, I'm going to read uh, a little later. I'm going to read because, you know, obviously uh, Danny and Will are not here. Uh, we're pretty divided 50-50. Tristan and I in favor um danny and will not quite in favor i mean it definitely is not without issue no so what do you think of it what do you think i you know and i've actually it's grown on me um it it, it, i I would say it's kind of good fate that i was traveling and visiting family when it came out because i got to see not only how i reacted to it but how my nieces and nephews who are all eight below reacted to it interesting i'm interested to hear this yeah so i mean when when i first played it um i i and this reflects on on kind of my short first impressions on the on the 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 site it's 
to me, it's a it's a generic, pretty pretty straightforward infinite runner um, with with Mario added in. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing, um, but I don't think it's doing anything. I don't think it's doing anything exceptional. Um, and I don't, I think the things that it takes away from the Super Mario formula, they, the game is lacking because of that. Um, but that being said, it's, it's, it's fun. And I played it nearly the whole four hour train ride I was on home today because of that. And I can tell, you know, the hook in this game is collecting coins, um, the colored coins. There's three sets of colored coins that you, you can, you know, kind of discover and collect. Right. And they're, they're kind of challenging. Yeah. Wait, black. Those are most definitely green, sir. Well, hold on. So I know that they definitely look like a dark green, but oddly enough, if you go into the, like, you know, because you can go in the instructions, mm-hmm. they call them black. Weird. I know. They're clearly dark Those green. Those look green as shit. I Anyways. Like green um, shit, yeah. So, it's grown on me, and I can see I can see where the value is. I don't know, you know, once, once I collect all the colored coins, then really the only draw is the rally mode, where you kind of race ghost versions of other people's runs and, and compete for coins. I, I don't know how long that could stay attractive to me. Right. Um, and oddly enough, or not oddly enough, you know, I played it on the tried playing it on the subway when I was coming home today, and not even remembering that it was online required, and immediately couldn't play. And that was right then and there. I was like, okay, that seems to put you know an expiration date on this game for me because. I don't play a lot of iOS games and the ones that I do play, I don't have to have this always online feature because I'm, when I play iOS games, it's on the train where I'm underground. And that's not a huge issue for people that don't live in New York city or, you know, suburban, uh, or urban areas that, that don't require uh, public transportation that go underground. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's a, that's a huge deal. Now, that being said, when I was at home, uh, I, I played Super Mario 3D World with my nephew, who's eight, and my niece, who is four. Mm-hmm. And for them, that's a challenge. You know, the not so much for the eight-year-old, but the four-year-old especially. You know, character movement, getting the feel of the depth, uh, figuring out the objectives, all the power-ups, things like that. That can be that can be a lot to process. Oh yeah. And I let them both play Super Mario Run, um, and within one or two runs, they had it down you know they they understood tapping the screen real quick makes me jump quickly holding the screen makes me jump higher even more impressive was my younger nephew who's barely two he had it down oh wow so what this game is doing to me is it's it's creating it's a it's creating something that everybody can enjoy and and i totally I get that now because, you know, that's, that was basically what Shigeru Miyamoto's mission for, for this was from the whole thing. Anybody can pick it up and play it. And I understand that perfectly now. This game is, it's crazy accessible. It's, it's good, quick fun. And literally a two-year-old can pick it up and play it. And that's, that's nuts. Yeah. So just looking at that and, and seeing that, um, you know, being, being exposed to, to, I guess, that test field. Um, it gave me a whole new perspective on this game. Now, personally, like I said, my my mileage is going to vary 
probably a lot shorter because mm. I I prefer Mario on consoles and things like that. But what this is going to do for brand awareness and getting people to, to recognize Mario characters and Nintendo again, it seems like it's going to work. Yeah. So. And what's interesting um, too, like you said, how, you know, it, you've got the, you know, the short tap for a regular jump and a long press for a, a higher jump, which is similar to the physics in the actual, you know, console games. Yeah. Um, which I think is going to be, you know, be cool too because it's going to just kind of help transition that a little bit further they're going to yeah. going to know you know what the enemies do like oh i stomp on on a koopa and then i can take out the goombas and you know they'll know how to defeat different enemy types and things like that uh, they'll know what the red coins do so it'll some of that stuff that they're learning in the more distilled version of mario will carry over into those other games if they choose to play them which they should because they're awesome mm-hmm. uh yeah so what do you think of it uh, so here's what I think: the lack of being able to play online, uh, yeah. uh, offline, sucks. Yeah. Um, my thing is, I don't know how because it's so integrated into my Nintendo and coins, and it ties into the other two game modes. I don't. I feel like they would have to have an offline mode, but then the problem is, I feel like maybe those coins and stuff wouldn't count for anything. Unless Here's, unless it caches and then sinks. Can I can I, I interject know. for uh, now that you bring up that that uh, Nintendo coins thing? They have those missions for collecting coins, right? But that's like the worst mobile game mission structure I've ever seen. You know, I've already I've already beaten them all. Yeah, I left every, every single one, and and they don't have like a repetitive uh, structure, you know. Like they, there's only a couple of them seem like they'll refresh and let me do it again. The other ones are like beat this world, beat that world, beat, and I've done that. So yeah, the, again, the, the only one that repeats itself, I think, is the uh, complete the daily toll rally. It's, maybe it's just because it's Nintendo's first real like actual game, mobile game. But I'm not sure that they maybe understand what's necessary for an ios game which is that that drive to be repetitive and make you feel like you're achieving something consistently they, they, they need to have like hit like a hundred get a hundred toads get 200 toads or a hundred toads 500 and like making like a toads. daily challenge thing yeah you know collect and that's, collect 50 red coins a day or something and it seems like it's missing right now um but I mean, it's it's you know it's it's week one. Maybe they'll update it and add stuff. I can only imagine. I mean, will. look what they did with Mitomo. Vanilla Mitomo versus now. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good uh, point. Yeah. That's a good um, point. But anyway, um, so other than that nitpick aside, which you know almost everybody has, when I'm a pla- when I'm at a place that has internet connection, which is honestly most of the time, uh, I find myself playing it. I find myself playing it on my bricks. I find myself playing it laying in bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to sneak in a, a, a rally run while I'm taking a dump and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's definitely got those addictive qualities to it. I hate seeing your score above mine. So because mm-hmm. uh, you or, see that so much more, obviously. So yeah, I have been. I think it's a bug, um, mm-hmm. but I've I've been able to remedy remedy it by kicking your ass. Mm. Uh, so uh, can we post the screenshot that I sent you of me and my score? I mean, uh, we can, but that was a rally. Mm. I do mm-hmm. wish. Here's the thing. I do. Speaking of that, I do wish that I could have rallies against my friends, and not yeah, just, it seems like it's not ra- just random, very random. Yeah, not just you... random internet people it chooses. Yeah, because when, that's weird. When you sent me 
that screenshot where you destroyed my rally. Good job for you. The next thing I thought was, all right, I want to destroy you. And then I just, there's no way to find you. I, I cause do a rally. I, the fact that they have a friends list right now doesn't seem like it's doing a whole lot. Like I kind of expected that I would be able to pick a friend and then, you know, there would be like a challenge button right in it. And I would be able to go against their most recent, your top score run. And that, that seems to be missing. it's not there all it does yeah. is all it does is show me your stats and i'm like yeah okay. which is weird like i don't need to see your stats it already shows me a list of i only all care my about who's on top. i only care about your stats if i can pulverize them and make you feel like shit about it exactly like, and and it right now you can face your friends in rally but it's totally random um and the and other I, the other problem is it, it let's say it gives you a list of five people you can go back in and out and in and out and it's going to give you the same people you have to go against yeah, those rallies for it to refresh people uh if you close the app and wait a little bit it'll refresh them yeah but i don't want one, I don't one thing to with that. that is it doesn't seem like it has a very fair matchmaking you know sometimes no sometimes i'll get put up against like like right now yeah. if i go into rally i have the app open right now i'm you know 748 it goes up to 3106 is the highest guy right now. And the lowest guy is 1247. Yeah. So that's not to say that I can't beat them, but I would assume that, you know, this game has that structure where I beat a certain amount of enemies and I end up getting bonus coins while I, when I do that, I would assume that these guys are now going to perform better me in rally because of that, just because they have that higher level. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to destroy you. So, so, uh, you know, I'm most of the time, automatically not going to fade i'm automatically always just going to go for the lowest guy as you know they should they should always try and make it people that are in my range as opposed to just whatever they can find because otherwise i'm never going to go for those top top performing guys because i feel like i'm just going to get crushed yeah i noticed that too i was like i was getting matched up with people way higher than i'm at like 350 something yeah but i kept getting matched with people way out of my league so i kept losing toes over and over and over and i had to claw my way back to the top again and now i'm back where i was before where there's just people that are just played way more than me um so i've been going back to tour mode again and i've just been trying to get better times and and get some of the different tiered coins yeah so uh yeah um but overall i find it addicting it's fun um i don't i'm glad it's i'm glad it's out i'm glad it exists i think it's gonna do like i said the the for me personally in my in my in my uh impression like i said the irony of it is that it makes me want to just play console mario uh and i i hope that that's the case for other people as well so yeah, I mean, I hope it brings people to Mario 3, you know, Mario 64, Super Mario I, World, Mario Maker. I hope that they do something, you know, with this DNA partnership to tie the way this game functions and performs into Switch functionality, be it, you know, your me profile or something or an actual Mario game on Switch. You know, that mm-hmm. it would be nice to have that connectivity. Yeah, it, it, it just baffles me because, I mean, you have, you know, the, the brand new... Pokemon Sun and Moon games, and then you have Pokemon Go, and they don't interact with each other in any way. But yeah, to have that interconnectivity is something that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you and I give it a thumbs up. Uh, Will doesn't like it, um, and Danny just said it feels too repetitive, but to be fair... I I don't think Danny understands Mario. To be fair, Danny doesn't like 2D platformers. Yeah, I love Danny to death, but the way she criticized it was like... She expected it to be an entirely different game, and I'm like, that's not. That's I don't think she, I don't think she should have bought it because honestly, she doesn't like Mario. Games. I don't think Mario is for her. She likes the th- she likes the 3D games. <laughs> yeah, her favorite game, Sunshine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she shouldn't have got this because it's not the kind of platforming style mm-hmm. and stuff like that that she likes. Um, and Will liked it. He, he's kind of on the fence. He, he liked <laughs> yeah. it, but now it doesn't seem like he likes it as much. Yeah. So it's kind of 50-50. You and me like those two dislikes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, you guys download it. Uh, try out the three free levels. I I will say which are not the best representation. I don't. Yeah, I think that those trial levels don't give it a fair, a fair outlook of of what to expect in the game because they're so simple they're, they're so and basic. Yeah, so basic that you're like, okay, if this is all this is, then I'm not going to have any fun. But the the paid levels that you get when you buy it, some of those are actually pretty intricate and pretty pretty cool. Uh, I will say I still don't effing understand how to get through a Bowser without getting hit. Every single time I face a Bowser, I get hit. You have to just jump really high. Every single time, dude. Yeah, Erica hasn't gotten past the first castle because she keeps dying. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's good. Oh, you got peeps in your hallway again? Oh, can you hear them? Yeah, yeah they're joining the podcast. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, special guests, Danny and Will's replacement. They speak Spanish. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. Maybe we could have someone translate send us an email. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess this is episode 43, then. What do you think? Um, Feliz Navidad, everybody. Yeah, have a good holiday. Uh, this will be our last episode for the year. We will see you guys after the new year sometime. Mm-hmm. We're all mm-hmm. going to enjoy Christmas and the holidays with our respective families, so we won't have mm-hmm. a podcast after this till next year. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you guys do a podcast this week, which I'm cool with. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, we love Mario Run. We love you guys. Oh, we also just hit over 2,000 streams, which is great for the year. I didn't expect that. No. That's awesome. So uh, we'll see you guys later. See you next year. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.